Hello, Pokeminders! And welcome to our weekly Pokepod, where we discuss everything related to mental well being as well as our journey as a startup. I'm your host, Yusuf. And I'm your host, Sarah. And today, we're gonna poke some minds. Hello, Pokeminders, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a few months since we last talked. Long minute, <laughs> <laughs> very long minute. Uh, but we're back, and we're back strong. And um, can you give us a quick update, Sarah, about what has been happening? I mean, a lot, a lot happened in the past few months. Yes. Um, where do I even start? Um, in the past four months, we've been working very hard with positioning of Poco Window, and actually, we've released an alpha version of the product. So we've been testing it with a few people, um, around thirty people that are testing it out and giving us feedback. And we are also launching the beta very soon. So if you want to be part of that, send us an email at team at PokeMind dot com and uh, i'll be in touch with you very quickly other than that we've also grown as a team we have around four new people of which three psychologists who are going to be recording a few episodes as well so that's a a big update right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we'll be restructuring the podcast as well and that will come very soon (laughs) where we're So in the next next week, you'll probably hear from our team of psychologists. So we have Katya, which will be uh, mainly talking about clinical approaches and uh, things that are more important to our listeners. Uh, we have Emma, which is currently doing research quite a lot. Uh, and we have Maria, which is a, a very wholesome person that just likes to do a lot of cbt i think like a lot of therapy a lot of wholesome thinking and positive thinking yeah a lot of journaling yeah i feel like she's she's a very positive person to to be around (laughs) yeah so stay tuned for that every other week in between our uh, podcasts they will be releasing some educational content where you can learn about how to deal with anxiety what techniques work and what doesn't and yeah and uh, you can send us questions uh, of things that you want us to answer for our psychologist will uh, contact you or they will address it on their podcasts and they're probably going to alternate between weeks uh, or you're going to hear some discussions from them so yeah stay excited for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah super exciting super exciting change What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about burnout and um, yeah, it's a, it's a big topic recently because of work-life balance and mental health is increasing in importance at the workplace and everyone is becoming more aware of how they're feeling at work and how work makes them feel in general. However, I did not know that it, it was associated with physical and mental symptoms. So I thought it was just like, oh, I'm feeling a little tired today. So that that I feel burnt (laughs) out. You know, I I used to use it so lightly. (laughs) 
No, I mean it's uh, it's related to increased heart rate. It's related to uh, sweating. I mean, it can affect you physically quite a lot. Even your skin reacts to it if you're burnt yeah. out. Like you feel drained out of energy for a longer period of time, and it's just a whole condition and world that I didn't know of. What's the cause of burnout? Like, I I think it's from my perspective. I I don't think I've ever been that burnt out i've been burnt out before but it it wasn't to that extent and it was from like working too much or being focused and isolated for so long and just hyper focused on one thing yeah. and that was the reason i burnt out but it come out can can happen from multiple reasons as well it's not just work right what kind of things do you think can you think of because I don't know exactly the science behind it, but I know that, for example, in my case, I started to feel burnt out last May, um, around that time. And the reason for that was because I felt very claustrophobic and the weather was not doing well and I was just at home doing the same thing. I was stuck in a routine every day and then I just felt like I needed change. I needed to, I needed something to happen in my life. So I started feeling this dull, dreadedness towards work and just not wanting to do anything mm. but I, I think that it encompasses a lot more things than that like this is my case but i don't know how it is for other people that actually go to the office and meet people and there's like a whole work environment situation <laughs> happening i mean being burnt out is is not specifically related to work just because of that. Like you got burnt out because of the environment was repetitive. So you felt yeah. you felt low, you felt exhausted just because it was the same thing every day. That can burn you out as well. Um, a lot of burnout, for example, from what I know, is from uh, people that have social anxiety, for example. Mm -hmm. And they would be burnt out just because they're hanging out with people for too long and that can burn them out mm. and i'm not talking about the typical description of oh i'm an introvert so hanging out with people drains me yeah. no i'm talking about people that really really get would get stressed when they hang out with people and they if they have to like in a work environment yeah. or if they have a lot of social events lined up and they go out often but they're not enjoying it then you can get burnt out from that as well i mean that's an interesting perspective because i've only heard it in the context of work so hearing about it from just normal things daily daily things is very interesting yeah it is it is um but yeah we can move on now to our interesting speaker who do who do we have today Today we have Christina Egerström with us, who's going to be sharing her experience with burnout at her previous company. She's not working there anymore, but she's currently recovering from her burnout. She's going to be telling us all about the symptoms that she experienced and how she's currently dealing with it to incorporate more things into her day-to-day -day life and getting back to how it was before. So we're handing it off to Christina and Sarah.
Christina and welcome to our podcast. We're really happy to have you here today to talk about burnout. But before we do that, maybe you can start off by introducing yourself to us. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm happy to be here. And uh, my name is Christina and my background is in marketing. And I used to work for a startup as their content marketer. And as in a lot of startups, you often end up doing quite a lot. So mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to end up in burnout area. Yeah. So that happened to me. And um, I'm here to talk about my experience with that and uh, the recovery that uh, I had to do to get back to myself. Yeah. You can tell us maybe a little bit more about the first signs to... Um, burnout how to recognize it because I suppose this is the first time you experienced burnout or I think it's the second time mm -hmm. but I think the first time that it happened I didn't know that it was a thing so I didn't even have the knowledge to recognize the signs yep. so I didn't even think about it or take any action uh, so it it was something that stayed with me quite a while this was back in university but this time uh, I did start to notice, but burnout is pretty sneaky. So yeah. it's a thing that often you don't see coming until it's a bit too late, just because at that point you're already exhausted. And this time, one of the first signs was a loss of motivation that I didn't feel like I was so involved in my work. I wasn't as motivated to uh, push and uh, create new things. Mm -hmm. I just started to do the basics of what my job required. And I'm usually someone who likes to push and comes up with a lot of ideas and is very creative. And I started to feel a loss of creativity as well. And I think that's also something that is often an early sign of burnout that you don't come up with as many ideas. And of course, your energy levels go down. Yeah. Uh, so I did feel a lot less myself. Uh, and when you get home, you have a lot less energy to do pretty much any activity. So I ended up going through a period where I would only get home and watch Netflix because that's all I felt capable of, which means your social life kind of goes into the trash and uh, you stop exercising, yeah, your life becomes very simple because you can't quite handle more than that. Yeah, and I can imagine that a lot of people experience burnout without even knowing because I didn't even know that it was a thing before until like I met you and you were telling us about this burnout experience and how you just lose motivation. And most of the time you just think that it's part of life, you're just you just don't feel like doing anything and you just don't know why you, s you think that something is wrong with you when in reality it's just it's been too much or you've been taking on too much and you haven't set any boundaries and uh yeah i think it's yeah definitely the the boundaries part is is an important thing if you want to prevent burnout because we were such a small team where i was working at it was difficult to set them just because everyone was doing too much. Yeah. So we constantly were juggling multiple things all at the same time. The problem with burnout is that it does require stepping back. So if you're not able to step back a little bit and reduce your workload to try and recover when it's 
it hasn't got into kind of critical levels, it really does start spiraling downwards. And the situation I was in, basically, there was no possibility of reducing the workload. It was the opposite. Yeah. So it kept increasing despite my energy levels going down, which obviously is a very bad combination. And uh, eventually uh, I ended up in a space where uh, I knew I, I was burnt out just yeah. because I started reading a little bit more about it because I also went through this denial phase. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. ah, it's, it's just normal. You have periods where you don't feel as motivated or as exactly. well. Uh, where you don't have so much energy it's fine <laughs> um, and you kind of keep going with with that mentality uh, until I started to I kind of started to feel like maybe I'm depressed because at the beginning I was I had been feeling the loss of motivation more cynical uh, less social for around two weeks and I was like no it's too early you can't you know there's maybe nothing wrong if it's just been two weeks. Eventually those feelings, it was two months, um, then it was three, and then it was like, okay, there's a problem here because yeah. it's been three months where I feel like this and there's been no change whatsoever. I'm losing weight, I'm actually feeling worse. I'm feeling very drained emotionally. I can't handle situations that I'm usually very capable of handling. And then I started to read a little bit. And another maybe more unknown side of burnout is that you become very cynical mm -hmm. so you start mistrusting people you start mistrusting the company you're in mistrusting your managers thinking that they're taking advantage it becomes a very vicious circle of negativity so during this period you were still taking on more and more work uh, without even realizing that it was the thing that was taking a toll on you? At this point, I was trying to at least reduce a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. And at least with myself, um, I was really trying to prioritize the things that I had to do because I knew I, I didn't have the energy to do all of them. Yeah. So I was very careful about what I chose to do first because I knew that by the end of the day, I was gonna feel drained. But I didn't really get the, the chance to, to reduce my workload. And I ended up, in the end, I ended up quitting because yeah. I just couldn't handle uh, the situation anymore because uh, I just felt too depressed, too dismotivated, uh, super cynical. Uh, I started hating my job. I started hating the product that we were working on. And once upon a time, I loved it. So, yeah. um, so it's uh, it, it makes me quite sad that it got to that point, because it was a job I uh, enjoyed at the start until the burnout kind of um, destroyed the experience of it. Yeah, and I mean it's important to love your work. Otherwise, that's what you do every single day. Otherwise, it's a bit hard to just keep on going. But what I got from you is that you didn't get any support from your management. Um, so it just became worse and worse until you ended up quitting instead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, there's an issue as well there that management itself was very swamped as yeah. well. 
And because it is such a small company, they don't really have the structure in place to help people in the company when they're going through these kinds of things. So it really kind of ended up becoming a space where there wasn't much anyone could do for me uh, and I ended up feeling like the only thing I could do to take that space for my own mental health and to recover my energy levels recover my motivation recover my creativity was to step away and uh, and that's what I did and after that there was around a month there where I was not well in the sense that the tiniest emotional complication, whatever that might be, uh, felt absolutely exhausting to me. Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to sleep all the time and uh, I had to really be careful about the amount of activity that I did in a day. So I had to add little by little every day that passed and really be honest with myself about what I could handle. And if one day I pushed too much, it was to accept and recognize that I had done so and step back the next day and wait until I was actually ready to increase the activity level and just be patient with it because that yeah, burnout, one of the maybe frustrating parts about it is that it just takes time to recover from it. And I think we live in a society where we always feel like we need to be productive so mm -hmm. it can be hard to take time to rest without feeling guilty about it yeah. or without feeling that you should do be doing more and burnout is something that really forces you to step back yeah i mean that was our first topic on the podcast where we talked about the fact that sometimes you just can't be productive every single day because it's exhausting to be productive every single day and you have to take time for yourself and reflect on how you feel and what you can manage for that day to be able to be productive in the future because otherwise it will just be a vicious cycle and I can imagine that it was a hard like experience for you to quit your job I mean that's not an easy thing to do uh, especially in this economic <laughs> situation um, we need the money to survive but I'm proud of you for taking care of your mental health and prioritizing it and putting it first and quitting despite everything uh, despite what society would tell you that you need to work you need to be productive all the time and yeah I'm, I'm impressed by your journey is there any advice you would provide our listeners with on how you came to that decision and how you felt quitting or I would say it was a very hard decision. It took me months to get to that point. And I tried different things to try to make the workspace work with my mental health at the time. It was after a while that I realized that nothing really was changing and that if I stayed there, the price of staying would have been too high in the sense that I think I would have ended up in a major depression because I was heading in that direction and yeah. burnout if it gets to that point will take you there uh, yeah. it is one of the conditions that is associated with depression and anxiety so I would say it is worth if you do like your job if you like the team that you work with try speaking to whether it's your manager, your colleagues, 
try getting help first and see if, if things can change to make it easier for you to recover or if you can take some time off. All of those things are worth trying. Yeah. If those things don't happen and you feel yourself continuing to spiral into greater cynicism, more negativity, less energy, less creativity, it's better to leave that situation because I think I left early enough that it took me around a bit over a month to recover from the burnout that I had. But if it gets to a lot more chronic levels, it is a condition that can take around six months to get over. And of course, over those six months, it can be so debilitating that you can't work anymore. Yeah. For me now, I can work. So I can kind of reinitiate my life and do new things and get back to, to working, which, which is something that we, we all need to do. And, um, but don't let it get to a point where, like, where it takes so much time from you. Yeah. So try to get help. If you can't get it where you're working, it might be a very bad sign. And uh, you should maybe get out of there. Yeah, I think the company environment is very important as well because it can either make it worse and they don't listen to you as you, you've experienced or they can make it better. For example, my boss at Ika, she, I think, I'm not entirely sure what her prob problem was, but I know that she had uh, experienced some mental uh, condition or issues or was burned out and... Uh, the management gave her or reduced her workload even though she was a boss and she was responsible for a whole team they uh, dealt with it in a way that made her recover and now she's back full-time again so they reduced her workload to 25 percent uh, for her to allow her to go to rehabilitation and work on herself and go to the doctor see what's wrong and like come back stronger so now she even switched roles to something she loves doing because she felt stuck and i think in sweden if you speak up you might get the help that you need because they're very uh, open about it and do care about the mental health of their employees especially since it's becoming such a big thing mm -hmm. uh <laughs> probably they don't want to get cancelled or something <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was inspiring to see that yeah. A company can actually care and if you ask for it they will give you the help you need so i'm pretty sure she was still getting paid um even though she was working 25 percent so that she's able to um, take care of herself but i can imagine that it's harder for people that do not have that support and if you cannot just quit your job because you have a family to take care of or I don't know, it can be harder for some people to just make that decision. Absolutely. And there, you know, if you don't have the option of quitting, especially somewhere like Sweden, uh, it is really worth because you do have you are entitled to ask for rec recovery yeah. and especially when it's related to to work. And here you, you will get it. 
and there's a lot more protections for you as an employee than there are in, in other countries. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. Um, I didn't grow up in Sweden, so I didn't really know what my what I was entitled to. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how to ask for yeah. it. I didn't know it existed. So I didn't feel like there were any options. Mm-hmm. And maybe there would have been. And I could have gotten help through my employer, which you can, because most employers are connected to a healthcare provider and it's usually included in your insurance that comes through your work. I was not aware of, of the fact. So I didn't pursue that yeah. path. Uh, if I were to go back, I would have, yeah. because it is much easier. Plus, it doesn't require such a big financial sacrifice, whether exactly. that's quitting or seeking help on your own. Because yeah. then, the of course, the doctor's appointments and seeing a psychologist falls under your costs and not the company. But uh, people who work in Sweden should know that the company you work for will pay for you to go see a psychologist and speak with an occupational psychologist about things like burnout or depression, or if you have a major life event that really impacts your productivity or your ability to work, you can seek that support. Yeah, and I think companies should become better at educating their employees about their rights and what they can get help with and what they can't, because they tell us about like physical health that you can get help with if you, I don't know, break a leg on your job site you will get help you're insured <laughs> from your <laughs> like employer yeah. but if it's your mental health that's affected it's a lot harder to for, first of all prove to them so i think that's one major thing that prevents people from going because you can't really i don't know it's harder to talk about um tell them hey i don't feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> seeking help is hard um, yeah even if you know that you should probably seek help, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And especially if you don't know what kind of help you can get from your employer. So I think definitely educating your employees about their rights is an important step to preventing um, potential burnout or depression at work. And yeah. yeah, and I think it's to the benefit of the company as well to do that. Because, of course, uh, if you're not investing in your employees' mental health and well-being, it is very likely that they will end up in a place of burnout or dismotivation, and you might lose them. And obviously, turnover is not beneficial for any company, and especially startups when teams are so small. Losing one person and then having to invest in replacing them is a big cost to the company. So it really benefits everyone to take care of, of... every employee's mental health uh, so that they feel motivated, they're more creative, they're more productive. There's so many benefits and a company should really, it should be more understood um, how much a company can save by actually investing in their employees' well-being. And then also not only can they lose the person if Mm -hmm. this person doesn't seek help and continues on working and they feel dismotivated and they they just feel like they just don't want to it will affect 
the quality of the work mm-hmm. of the company. So it affects the company negatively if the person stays as well because they're not putting in what they can mm-hmm. and this will affect the quality of the company as well. Yeah, you limit the if you limit the potential of your people, you limit the potential of the company. Happy employees, happy company, successful company. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and even things like customer service, you know, or mm. outward facing roles. If your employee is dismotivated, it comes through. So yeah. it will eventually impact you and impact the image of your company because people will notice. You'll get negative reviews on <laughs> yeah, on Yelp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't work there. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> so, yeah. Are there any other things that you noticed with uh, burnout and how are you getting back into uh, everyday life now and what are your plans for the future? So the first thing was really to give myself the space to rest Mm -hmm. and pretty much empty my brain of plans and strategies and ideas because you do need to just kind of press restart and at the beginning I was just going on long walks trying to get sleep in eating healthy just really kind of going back to basics and building from there so setting up this kind of healthy foundation again that was more balanced and from there you can start adding new projects little by little so I started working on my LinkedIn and that was what I was focusing on at the beginning and really noticing if I felt my energy going down Mm -hmm. and stopping myself from continuing when that happened and then just taking a step back the next day maybe adding an hour more so you really have to be quite systematic with how you do it and self-aware and self-aware yeah I assume yeah and it's it's a lot tougher than one thinks Mm -hmm. to have that control because we all kind of set expectations on ourselves and you maybe want to get certain things achieved in a day and with burnout you may not be able to do so and I think there you really have to exercise self-compassion that it's it's okay yeah uh, that you're still recovering and that you can give yourself time there is nothing you will gain from rushing it or from forcing yourself to do more so it's really just stepping back and allowing allowing yourself to move more slowly and uh, I think I did have this expectation of having to be running all the time and there is no single human that can do that you do need to slow down at times Uh, sometimes you need to step back and just walk And a lot of people say this in the startup and entrepreneurship world. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So make sure you can stay and you protect your energy so that you can get to the finish line and not have to quit in the process. Do you think doing things that uh, you like helped you as well? Or I think it helped the fact that I had a dream that I wanted to pursue outside of the work that I had, Mm -hmm. that I wanted to go back to freelancing and I wanted to build my own consultancy. That was definitely something that helped me recover because it was something I really wanted to do. So it was uh, a goal that 
forced me to really take the time to recover so that I could do that sooner rather than later. Because if I had pushed from the very next day that I quit, I probably would have relapsed. And then it would have taken me longer to get started. So it's really thinking very strategically about like, what do I gain from forcing myself to launch into this new thing immediately and weigh kind of the pros and cons. And in this case, the it, it made it didn't make sense yeah. to to force it. So we went just go cold turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the next thing. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being like, okay, I'm tired again. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then obviously you don't want to set up yourself for failure. And if you go into something with terrible mental health, that is what you're doing. But burnout is not limited to the workplace, of course. Burnout, as you said, you experienced it in university. And I know that I've probably hit a wall at some point during my education, especially since I went uh, to uh, a school in Tunisia. Mm -hmm. And there the system is very intense, Mm -hmm. I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it doesn't have to be related to something specific. It can happen whatever you're doing if you do if you push yourself beyond your limits and don't know your boundaries this can happen and it's important to just have an open mind about it that this can happen and that when it does or when you start noticing that it is going in that direction that you take a step back and work towards preventing uh, this from happening yeah, yeah, it's it can it often comes from just having a million things that you need to do. Uh, it doesn't have to be work things. Uh, I know a lot of moms who are also completely burnt out just because they have so much to balance. Yeah. It comes from from having no mental space and no time really to recover or to take a moment you and uh, yeah often even if it's not through an employer people who are working all of the time often you will hear them talk about how tired they feel all the time that's usually a sign that that you might not be having enough time for yourself and for you to to just reset a little bit and often they say that recovery, it needs to start when your energy is at 50%, not mm. when it's at 0%. Yeah. Because at that point, the only thing you will get to when you take a little bit of time to recover is that 50%. And then it'll crash again. Yeah. And you'll end up in that space. So it's taking action earlier yeah. and trying to create those spaces for yourself, even if it's just... 10 minutes or on Saturdays you go on on a walk just you Um, and you disconnect from your phone you're not looking at things you're just walking and thinking because that will be very refreshing for for your brain and it it will help create that mental space which is so important and when you don't have it that's when things like anxiety, burnout, depression become a lot harder to handle. Yeah, completely agree. Um, um, 
I was just thinking that when things do get uh, like get too much that you would just do the small things that you enjoy for yourself I don't know that can be even just cooking with some music on enjoy yourself doing that exactly uh, reading a book mm. I don't know exactly uh, yeah like it doesn't have to be oh I'm taking the day off uh, no exactly <laughs> watch a movie <laughs> like, yeah. I, I love watching Netflix y- sometimes yeah. binge watching like yeah. a few episodes is that really can be nice. very healing yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> recommend doing that from time to time <laughs> <Yes>. for sure <laughs> for yourself or yeah. even just journaling mm-hmm. um, I know I used to love Lo- used to love doing that in the morning um, I stopped unfortunately but <laughs> <laughs> I found other things to do <laughs> yeah. I think it's a phase <laughs> in my life yeah. that I go through I uh, journal mm-hmm. sometimes and I think like that gives me the time to think about things and what's going on in life because otherwise you tend to forget that you're also living your life mm-hmm. and not just life is going on yeah Uh, i think those moments just give you time to catch up with yourself because Mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like you're running away from you and uh, if you're always on this high energy super fast pace that is kind of what you're doing and eventually you catch up with yourself and you're you just think like what happened (laughs) how did i even get here and it's just because you you were not stopping and uh, and then you even forget, like, who was I? You know, before I was just so swamped. And you do step back and start to redefine. And maybe one of the silver linings of going through a major burnout is that you start understanding yourself better and your limits better. Before you experience burnout, it can be hard to know where to set those boundaries just yeah. because you're not quite sure where they should be um it also defines helps you define who you are in relation Mm -hmm. to to work and trying to separate it helps you separate your identity from from your work because you notice that when you invest your entire self into a workspace that's not healthy you do lose yourself by by doing that and you should have an identity outside of work that yeah. allows you to center yourself and find moments of, of happiness and build a community, create balance in your life. Exactly. And I mean, some people have very high standards for themselves and they can handle a lot more than me, for example. And that's completely fine. I just have to find my own boundaries so that I don't get to that point. Um, and surround yourself with people that love you. Exactly. Because they yeah. will tell you when you're feeling. Uh, yes, off. when you're feeling <laughs> off and you're feeling really down, they will know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're not but yourself. And they're yeah. Like, okay, what's yeah. wrong? Like, know, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Because they um, care about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's so important that you mentioned that you shouldn't compare yourself to others. Uh, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is yourself. And. Uh, and yet we all operate differently. So some people might experience burnout for completely different reasons than others. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Um, it's it's who we are. And it does require accepting that our limits can be different from those of others. And that there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how it is. 
All right. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us today. It was really nice hearing about your experiences and everything that you've gone through. Your, they are very valuable to this podcast and to everyone listening because at some point we might all go through burnout or something close to it. So it's important to know about these things and how to deal with them. And it's always nice to hear about other people's experiences, in my opinion. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, it was a, a pleasure to, to talk with you and uh, happy to share these experiences. It's very healing. All right, Sarah, that was, uh, that was quite interesting. Christina talked about a few topics. Uh, yeah. She touched on a, a lot of her experience and... I think that's uh, that's pretty relatable. It's not it's not that uncommon for people to to feel burnt out from that sense. And no, I think a lot of our listeners would actually relate quite a lot with just day to day routines. As, as we talked at the yeah. beginning, it can happen often just with normal things. And yeah, I think it can it it can have like certain degrees. It doesn't have to be like oh, I'm fully burnt out. But just like you're starting to notice that you're going into this dull period of your life and then you can kind of just step in and take the measures that needed to be able to take care of yourself again and get back on track. So uh, we will wrap up here. Just don't forget. If you're experiencing any burnout symptoms or if you have any questions or any experience that you actually want to share, please send us an email at team at pokemind.com and our team of psychologists will actually address those questions and hopefully answer them at any point. So yeah, please keep in contact and uh, yeah, stay excited. And I hope we poked some minds. See ya! See ya!